0: The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. Uh, So if you have your Bibles, if you'd open them with me to two passages... And they're right next to each other, so it shouldn't be too hard to get there. Colossians chapter 1, and then 1 Thessalonians and chapter 1. And uh, so we'll, uh, you can uh, get to, we'll read Colossians first, uh, and then we'll read the 1 Thessalonians passage uh, after that. So Colossians 1 and 3 through 5, and then we'll skip over a few pages to 1 Thessalonians and uh, chapter 1 and verse 3. So Colossians 1. And uh, verse 3, it starts there. uh, We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, where have you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. Now, if you look over at 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse 3, the Bible says there, remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. You may be seated, and we'll open uh, in a word of prayer. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for uh, your goodness to us. We thank you for your grace uh, in our lives, Lord. And uh, we just pray that you would be with us now uh, with the preaching of your word. I pray that you fill me with your spirit and use me, Lord. Uh, Lord, I pray that you help each and every one of us in here to be ready to receive all that you have for us. And uh, Lord, we pray that you bless and you be glorified in it all. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Coming back home uh, brings back a lot of memories. As I was driving, not quite, but close to driving down memory lane uh, earlier today, driving past old places I lived or driving past old stores or stores that are there now that I don't remember and stores that uh, were, were there at one time. Uh, and coming here and kind of walking through, remembering, oh, I went. Oh, that was my classroom or that was my classroom. They they were all my classroom at one point or another uh, in school or Sunday school or something. And, and just walking around, remembering even things going on in the auditorium and how pulling up the this uh, platform all the time. And uh, you could probably hide a kid under here. And just So, hey, if you're having a kid giving you problems, just lift the platform up. There's lots of spaces under here, so you can hide them in there. But just remembering a lot of, um, a lot of things uh, that, that I learned, a lot of things that I did just growing up here in this place. Very thankful for uh, the, uh, the place God allowed me to grow up in and uh, the church the Lord allowed me to um, get saved in and grow in. And just very thankful for uh, these things. And just remembering uh, the, really the foundations that God laid in my life here in this place in uh, education. I mean, I grew up, I started in the kindergarten here, and I learned the fundamentals of how to read and how to write. And guess what? I still know how to read and write. It's great. And, uh, and, and going on, I mean, I went through school here, and uh, coming here and learning the fundamentals of uh, of salvation, the fundamentals of the Christian life, the fundamentals of how to uh, live a life with the Lord, and learning these fundamentals and these foundational truths. And here in these passages, we can see the foundation, the fundum, the fundamental truths that the Lord wants us to live by. As we saw there in Colossians, where it says at the end, it says, uh, "This is the word, uh, the truth of the uh, the truth of the gospel," and how He lays out three things in Colossians one, and the same three things are laid out in th- 1 Thessalonians one. Those same three truths: the faith the love, the hope, are laid out throughout Scripture. You don't have to turn there. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the end of the chapter it says, uh, by, uh, there abides these three things. Faith, charity, hope. These three. The greatest of these is charity. If you look in Hebrews, you don't need to turn there. It, it mentions in Hebrews 6, it mentions having faith, having hope, having love. It mentions in 2 Thessalonians, it mentions it throughout the Scriptures, how we are to have faith, and hope, and love. And how here in Colossians, Paul says that these are, this is the truth of the gospel. How Jesus Christ, he gives us faith, he gives us love, he gives us hope through the gospel. And this evening, I'd like us to look at these three foundational truths. And how Jesus Christ has given us these things through the gospel. And how he's given us the perfect example of how we should exemplify these things in our lives. And so let's look at, uh, first, uh, let's look at Colossians 1st. As we'll kind of be going back and forth between the two. It says there in verse number 4, in Colossians 1, Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus. And so first off, we see the faith. We see faith. And in 1 Thessalonians, it says work of faith. And it's interesting that word work, as you would see in 1 Thessalonians, it says work, and it also says labor of love. And you think work, labor, it's the same thing, right? Well, it's actually two completely different words. And so we're going to look at what those words mean to help us understand what, what the Apostle Paul is trying to teach us. and What the, the Lord is trying to help us with and what kind of faith we should have. What kind of love? What kind of hope? And so that word work, the word work means, it means a, a, a career, a, an occupation, a job. Our job in the Christian life is to live by faith. As time and time again, I know Paul quotes it at least three times in Scripture, the just shall live by faith. He quotes it from the Old Testament. The Old Testament mentions it as well, how we are a people that need to live by faith. As it's not easy in this time to live. It's not easy in this time, uh, this world we live in, to live by faith. as, As we just feel like we need to have this, we need to have this set in place or that set in place to be able to live when God wants us to live by faith. He wants us to live by faith just as, and we'll look at this more later, we were saved by faith. We must live every day of our life by that same faith. As as we had to give up, just like what Pastor mentioned this morning, how salvation is all of God. Our Christian life, that, that enablement that we find, Paul said, I die daily, I'm dead. But it's through the life of the Son of God that I live. And as we put our faith and trust, in what Jesus Christ has done for us. As we put our faith, our trust, in living every day of our life in his strength, in his power, in his enabling, that is where we must stand. That is how we must live. Just as I am totally dependent in faith that Christ will save me, I must live in that total dependent faith that Christ will use me today, Christ will enable me today, that Jesus Christ will help me, will sanctify me, will make me more into his image. So we see this faith, it's our job, it's our career, it's what, it's what we're supposed to do in the Christian life. Now obviously a lot of things follow that, but that is the foundation of it. We must get back to that, that fact that, hey, I might go tomorrow, and it's so often, it's so easy to go, go to work tomorrow and just forget that God even exists. I mean, we say it, we, we have it in our head, but do we, do we really seek the Lord to help us at work tomorrow? Do we really seek God's help Uh, in decisions that we make for our family? Do we really seek the Lord's help and have faith that decisions he leads us to are what he wants us to to do? Do we live by that faith every day? Just as I'm trusting completely in Christ to save me, I must trust completely in Christ every day. And so we see this faith, and we see this faith that's our work, and we see in Colossians that this faith is to be in Christ. And how time and time again the scriptures say that uh, that we are to put our total faith and trust in him every single day. The very common verse, Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Where we see in John chapter 15, and oftentimes we forget this truth. In John 15, verse 5, it says, uh, But without me, without Christ, I can do nothing. And, and we move, and I, I'm number one guilty of it so often, where I go through the day, and I just forget completely to seek the Lord for his help. To seek the Lord for his guidance. To seek the Lord for his leading in my life. I I fail to live by that faith. And as I do that, the Bible says you can do nothing. That that work, I might toil, I might strive, I might do so much. But it's going to be fruitless. It's going to be worthless at the end if it's not through Christ. And we must seek to live through him every day. And so we see first off this faith. This faith that we must have in Christ. Just as I was saved by faith, I must live by faith. And how it says in Colossians chapter 2, a great verse. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, As ye have received Christ Jesus, so walk ye in him. How do we receive him? By grace through faith. How are we to walk in him? By grace through faith. It's all of faith. And we're to live, we're to return to these foundational truths of walking every day by faith. Not only that, we can see, secondly, we are to walk in love. We are to have love. We are to uh, live a life of love. Where it says there in verse number 4 in Colossians, it says there, and the love which ye have to all saints. And in 1 Thessalonians it says that labor of love. Remember without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love. So the work of faith is, that's our job. That's our occupation. That's what we're, we're to do in our lives. This labor of love. This word "labor" is a different word. It means more of a, a toil, a, a using and expending all the energy you can. It, it, it gives the picture of somebody that is so so passionate for somebody, so um, so just desiring that someone would grow in the Lord, desiring that someone would go the right direction, desiring so much that someone would live for the Lord that that they literally are beating on their their chest, beating on themselves, just. Desiring for them and passionately trying to help them to live for the Lord And that's the picture that Paul is giving us here in this word labor And how we are to labor for all saints We are to have that love for others As it's so easy to go throughout the day and just kind of put the blinders on When we go to work, just put the blinders on and, Hey, I'm just going to do what I need to do And We go to the store and we just, hey, I'm, I'm one that doesn't like to go shopping How many of you like shopping? Raise your hand. Yeah, all the ladies raise their hands. All the guys are like, no, no, just kidding. And so, like, there's there's ladies, they go shopping, and I go to, with a mission, to buy something. I mean, I I don't go like, oh, is this nice? Oh, I like this, or oh, man, I want to get, and I don't do that. I go, oh, I know what I want to get, I'm just going to go to the store and get it, right? And so what we see is, that we, um, I lost my train of thought saying all that stuff. So. But what we, what we have is that labor of love, how we passionately need to live for others. Not put those blinders on. Not to go window shopping, but to, to keep our focus on others. As it's so easy to keep our focus on ourselves. On what I need. On what I'm looking for. On what I'm trying to do. But what we should do is focus on others. Like the Bible says here, let, that labor of love for all saints. We should have that passion for each other. And the Bible says time and time again, not only should we love the brethren... ...but the Bible says uh, the first command is... ...love the Lord thy God with all the heart, uh, soul, mind, and strength... ...and to love thy neighbor as thyself. That's saved or lost. That's anyone. We are to love others. And and it's just so important that we take the blinders off... ...that we get the focus off of me. Get the focus on others. And how uh, we are to have that passion for others. And how in John chapter 13... Uh, Jesus says, By this shall all men know that you're my disciples, if you have love one for another. The, the number one way that other people are going to know that you are a Christian is by your love for one another. If you're loving for, if you're caring for, if you're reaching out and trying to help those around you, that, Jesus said that is one of the major ways that someone's going to know you're a Christian. That's one of the major evidences of Christ in And we're to have this love. Now, I don't know about you, but around New Year's, it seems like everybody gets all in a buzz about, oh, what's my New Year's resolution going to be? How many of you have ever made a New Year's resolution? Yeah, I think just about everybody, right? And how many of you have ever made a New Year's resolution and you haven't quite done it? Yeah, there we go, we're honest here, this is good. So, uh, I mean, we oftentimes, oh man, I'm going to go on a diet, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to do all these things, and then by the end of January, you already canceled your gym membership, and you already have a a freezer full of ice cream, it's just, you just, you failed already, and and it's so easy to get pumped up, to get pumped up for that resolution, to get pumped up for that decision, to get ready and, and get excited for something, but it's also very easy, within a few days, a few weeks, to, to start losing that passion. To start losing that desire. To start losing uh, that, that intensity that we started with. And it's an awesome thing that this love that we're to have for one another, it doesn't come from me. But this love for one another, it comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you turn with me to 1 John... First John chapter 4. In 1 John chapter 4, we're going to look at several verses. We'll start at verse 7. And in 1 John chapter 4, in verse 7, we'll see the perfect example uh, that Jesus Christ gave us of love. Uh, that Him and the Father, that gave us this perfect example of love. In 1, 1 John chapter 4, starting there in verse 7, the Bible says, Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God, and every one that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. Here in his love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us, and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man hath seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and his love is perfected in us. And so we see here the perfect example of love. Again, it's found in the gospel. It's found in the fact that Jesus Christ came and died for us. A people who didn't deserve it all. People who rebelled against him. a People who hated him. People who were completely rejecting of God. Yet he still came, yet he still loved us, yet he still died for us. We see the awesome, the amazing picture of perfect love. The picture of that that charity, that agape love. We see the, the perfect picture there, and yet we look in ourselves and say, how can I love others like that? Well, what does it say there? God, he wants his love to be perfected in us. It's not my love for others, but it's Christ's love for others through us. And as we we oftentimes with those New Year's resolutions pump ourselves up and get ready, we oftentimes try and pump ourselves up to try and love others, and you know it's it's not easy. And if we try and muster that up in ourselves, we're gonna fail. We're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna lose strength. But if we find that perfect example, we 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 let the Lord. Enable us. If we seek the Lord by faith, like the Bible says. If we do that, then we can love others as we should. As again, we're going back to the simple message of the gospel, where we think so often that, hey, I'm saved, and now the gospel, that's an awesome message, I should share that with the lost, and you definitely should. But so often, it's so easy to move away from it. It's so easy to forget it, to put it off to the side. Yet when time and time again... Where it says over 20 times in the Bible there's references of the gospel to saved people. And how we need it just as much as the lost. And and so time and time again, we must return to that faith. That faith that saved us, we must return to that faith every day to enable God to use us. We must return to that same love that God shared on us. We must return to it daily so we can share it with others. And then finally we see here... Not only this faith and this love, but finally we see, we see hope. And hope is an amazing thing. And we see there, in 1 Thessalonians chapter number 3, it says, Remembering without ceasing your work of faith. Faith, it's a job. That labor of love. That, that is that intense passion, that, that passion that Christ had for us. and That passion we should have for others. And patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ, in the sight of God and our Father. And so we see, finally here, this hope. And again, Paul uses a word to explain, to define what he means by what type of hope we should have. And he uses the word patience. Now, patience here, it's, it's not the word that simply means to wait around and, and to not do anything and be patient. It means more of a consistency, a steadfastness, of of regardless of what's going on around us, of waiting, of, of having that steadfast hope, that steadfast uh, looking unto Jesus, like the Bible says. And so this hope, that's that patience of hope that the Bible speaks of. And that hope, as it says there in first, uh, sorry, in Colossians chapter 1, it says, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven wherever you have heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. And we see here, this hope is in heaven. This hope is in the fact that we have a home in heaven one day. And what an awesome, amazing fact that it's so easy to forget that. Uh, I'm guilty of it. I, I oftentimes, just go through the day, I didn't think once of that hope I have in heaven. I, I, I don't live in the, with the fact that, hey, this world is not here forever. This is, that, that if I live for this world, if I live for the temporal, the now not for the eternal, then I've lost my focus. I've lost that patience of hope. And the Bible says time and time again we should have that patience of hope, that steadfastness, that looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And we should have this hope in heaven. And remember, remind ourselves that there is a home. that There is a place that we'll live in eternity with Jesus Christ. And if you turn in, in your Bibles with me to... 1 Thessalonians, it's a common passage, but again, I want to help us, remind us of these things. I'm not teaching or preaching anything new. But I hope to remind us, as I need it, as the Lord spoke to my heart about this, how I need to get back to some of the basics, some of the fundamentals, back to uh, just the gospel message and what Jesus Christ wants us to do every single day of our lives. In 1 Thessalonians, in chapter... um, Chapter number 4, starting there in verse 13, it talks about uh, the rapture. It talks about how one day Jesus Christ will return. And starting there in verse number 13, the Bible says, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, or those saved folks that have passed on, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. We have a hope. We have an eternity one day in heaven. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. This should be a comfort. This should be a constant encouragement. Uh, the uh, Apostle John, at the end of Revelations, he says, even so come, Lord Jesus. It was his heart. That was his desire. That was what he longed for in his life, that Jesus Christ would return, that he would finally meet the one that saved him, finally meet the one that, that had transformed his life. And he finally wanted to, to be reunited to be united with the one that loved him so much. And that should be our heart. That should be our passion. That should be our desire. It's so easy to get attached to this world. It's so easy to get uh, so focused and so overwhelmed with all the things here. When the Lord wants us to keep our eyes on him. To keep our eyes on the Lord. To keep our eyes on the one that loves us. The one that saved us. The one that has done so much for us one more passage, if you turn with me to, uh, to 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. Actually, there's going to be one more passage after this, so uh, I don't want to lie to you. So, First, uh, 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse 8. Again, it's a common passage, and we forget these things. I forget these things. Of what, what God wants us to focus on. What are the majors, what are the big things God wants us to focus on? And it says here in verse 8, Henceforth, this is Paul at the end of his life writing to Timothy, uh, most likely the last letter he wrote uh, from prison before he was uh, martyred for the faith. It says, Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. That is what God wants us to focus on. Just as I remember when I was a kid. Sometimes our parents would leave us, leave us alone for a little bit. Maybe they'd go out shopping or maybe go out to this or that. And our, me and my brothers would be home alone. And we'd be, oh, we might be doing something we shouldn't be doing. And so we might be doing something. Maybe we're beating up our little brother or something. I don't know. So we're doing something. And then all of a sudden we hear the garage door. We stop. Oh, man, and whatever we're doing, we broke something, we met something, oh, we're fixing it. We're waiting. And, then, and then we hear the garage door open uh, to, into the kitchen or wherever it is, and our parents are home. Were we loving our parents appearing? Of course not. We were, we were trying to hide. We are trying to put things away. We weren't longing and loving his appearing. But God wants us to not live a life like that. He wants us to live a life that is loving his appearing, that, that is longing for him to return. That, uh, that, that we want to see him, we want to be, re, re, yeah, want to be united with him one day. And that's the kind of life God wants us to live. That's the kind of a hope that we have in heaven. And so we see we have faith in Jesus Christ. We have love. We have hope. All these three things come to us through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, before we close... In Revelation chapter 2, if we turn there, it's a very interesting um, passage here. Where John is uh, writing to, or Jesus is, uh, is um, speaking to uh, the, the, the ch- seven uh, churches uh, in, in Asia. And so, here in Revelation chapter 2, we'll start in verse 1. He's talking to the church at Ephesus. And how the church at Ephesus has uh, some things that the Lord says, you need to get right. You need to get these things fixed. You're, you're, you're drawing away. You're drifting away from me. You need to get straightened up. You need, you need to get lined up. And here in Revelation chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible says, Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labor, and thy patience. Now, let's stop right there. We are to have a work of faith, a labor of love, and a patience of hope. You see something missing so far? They have work. They have labor. They have patience. But they don't have faith. They don't have love. They don't have hope. So let's continue. It says, I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and how thou cannot bear them which are evil. And thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars. And as borne, and has patience, and hast for my name's sake, has labored, and hast not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent and do the first works. Or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place Except I'll repent. There was something drastically wrong with the church here at Ephesus. They, they had drifted away from the gospel. They drifted away from Jesus Christ. They had work. They were striving. They were, they were working hard for God. They were laboring. They were passionate. They were patient. But they were missing something. They were missing Jesus Christ. They were so busy doing that they forgot the one that they were doing it all for. They were so busy working and striving and, and, and laboring, but they weren't doing it in the Lord's strength. They weren't doing it by faith. They weren't doing it out of love. They weren't doing it out of hope of heaven. They, 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 weren't, they, had, they had completely left that gospel message that they were saved with. They completely left it and moved beyond it. And so often we do the same thing. So often we, we so easily live our life like a Christian atheist, where we forget that God even really exists. We, we make decisions without asking Him. We, we, we do so much, we talk to people, don't even mention the Lord. We do so much without even our focus or our life at all reflecting the fact that we know and are saved by grace and by Jesus Christ. We, we, we live a life completely absent of it, and yet we say, why isn't the Lord doing things in my life? Well, Because we're not living in Him. And it's so important that we get back to these fundamentals, these basics. We need to live by faith. That's our job. We need to have that love. That is that, is that labor, that passion for others. We need to live that patient hope. Where, hey, things are going to go on this life. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a rough ride. But I have a hope in heaven one day. The Bible says that these, uh, these light afflictions, which are but for a moment, worketh in us, for an exceeding uh, weight of glory. Where God, he's doing an amazing thing in our life. He's trying to mold us and shape us into his image. It's not easy sometimes. But Christ wants us to be patient. Have that hope in him. And it's so important that we return to these truths. It's so important that I return to these truths every day. And let's live a life that is centered on Jesus Christ. As Pastor said before I came up. Jesus is an amazing person. Amazing God. He's perfect, holy. He he is God. He is God in the flesh. Just so amazing that we can serve and worship and that we're saved by such an amazing God. Let's return to him. Let's return to this faith, this love, this hope. And I know God will do great things in our lives. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for uh, just your goodness to us, Lord, and that you saved us. Uh, Lord, we didn't do anything to deserve it. Not at all. God, we just thank you so much for that. Lord, we pray it should help us to have that same faith, that same love, that same hope that we had when we got saved. Help us, Lord, to return to that. Lord, help us to return to that uh, amazing life of dependence, of faith, of love, of hope in you. God, help us to return to these things. We praise you and thank you for uh, your goodness to us. And we pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Ronan Park, California.